to put it in context, you guys, the caliber of people that were on the island were honestly, if, if I didn't know that I was in Croatia, I would think I would, would be on Necker Island. I think it was that type of people. Do you agree? Yeah, I 100% agree. We stand today. This is Method. With a shout The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, welcome to the Business Method Podcast, where we examine the different methods, tools, and tactics of high-performance online entrepreneurs and high-caliber people in a series format. Our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days that had built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we are interviewing 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that generate a million dollars or more in annual revenue. There is a growing movement of people building these caliber of businesses and we wanted to get behind the minds, the logic, and the science of what it takes to build a business like this. We've had some incredible guests like Bobby Edwards, the founder of Squatty Potty, who built a $35 million per year company with just 17 employees, and JP Sears, the YouTube superstar whose videos are going viral all over the internet. I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and we hope you enjoy the show. The Business Method. Hey listeners, welcome back to the show. Do you know what a benchmark is? A benchmark is one of those times in your life that you know that you know that you know that you know life completely changes after that moment. Today's podcast is one of those moments. Last week, I just got back from my first Baby Bathwater Institute event on an island in Croatia. A small group of us attended, including my good friend Steven Vanderpel, the CTO of Kaivio. We were both absolutely blown away by the experience, so much that we had to hop on a podcast and create up a follow-up episode for the event. If you're thinking about checking out Baby Bathwater, make sure you tune in. I think we can help make up your mind. Let's hop into the show. You ready to rock and roll? Yeah, man. Okay, so uh, we are live on our post-Baby Bathwater Island in Croatia conference with Steven Vanderpel, uh, one of my best friends and myself. And um, we just both literally got off an island a few days ago in Croatia, and we wanted to do a follow-up. I think for both of us, it was like a pretty significant event and something that... um, I don't think either of us will forget for many reasons. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. I think the the, the shortest summary I can give about Baby Bathwater, the event where we just uh, experienced was mind expanding. Mind expanding. You, mind expanding. Would you think that will fit? Yeah, and you know what? Like I, I interview all these entrepreneurs all the time, and I remember doing 100 episodes of Six Figure Entrepreneurs and 100 episodes of, you know, almost 100 episodes of Seven Figure Entrepreneurs. And the they always say all the time, like, what's the difference between six and seven figures? And they always say, oh, it's just your thoughts. It's just the mentality. And it's really like that where it can change. And I think we both experienced something very similar. So to put it in context, you guys, um, Baby Bathwater Institute is a company that does uh, these retreats for seven-figure entrepreneurs. Um, and they do it mainly in the United States, but this year they did one in Croatia, their first event abroad. And the caliber of people that were on the island were, I mean, honestly, if I knew that I was in Croatia, if I didn't know that I was in Croatia, I would think I would, would be on Necker Island. Like, I think it was 
that type of people. Do you agree? Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I love the way how Idos and Ness uh, kind of explained it in the dinner after while we were all kind of summarizing and trying to wrap our minds uh, over what we just experienced. Like he was saying, like, so it kind of feels like the, we were playing Mario, uh, like, Mario you know, from the, yeah, yeah, Mario Brothers from Nintendo, and we just went in some random tube and in level two and we ended up in level 10 all of a sudden and that's kind of how it definitely <laughs> feels for me as well it, it is it's like i it, was it idousa that said that or dominant yeah no it was idousa idousa yeah and and it, and afterwards like I, i've noticed and it's only been okay four days since i've been back to quote unquote reality um <laughs> it, since then but it feels like you know what i'm in what I'm um, participating in my life, like I just weeded out so much nonsense that I didn't um, have before or that I did, that I cared about before, if that makes sense. And I was like, you know, I, and we can get to details into it later, but, um, but anyway, I heard about the events from a friend, Frank, who's a partner in baby bathwater company. And, and then I shared uh, with you and Neil, your partner about it. And, um, you got, and you were kind of on the fence back and forth for a little bit. Cause it's a, it's a, you know, it's not cheap to go to this event, but then you eventually decided to, what was the, the straw that broke the camel's back for you to come to this event? That's a good question. Um, so yeah, indeed it's, it's not a, a small investment. It's not super huge on the other hand either, but, uh, it is significant and it was a completely new community. And honestly, like, I think, uh, I, I understand it now, but I think when the first time you talked about it, like, hey, yeah, do you want to go to baby bathwater? I'm like, hey, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, like, it's like, do I take that serious? And then you see the price tag, baby bath, like, is that a thing? And then you start looking around. And of course, uh, we checked out their website and stuff. And we just saw the c- caliber of people actually going there. And I had a, a call with, um, uh, Michael. Did I call, yeah, with Michael, but did I also call with Frank? I'm not, I don't remember that, but at least with Michael, a few calls. And he was just a really straightforward guy, very successful entrepreneur himself. And uh, I think what really made the decision for us is uh, Michael's uh, willingness to help us. So Michael is really enthusiastic uh, about helping Kaivio and uh, make Kaivio a winner compared to uh, one of our biggest, or I think our biggest uh, competitor, ClickFunnels. So like his connections, his knowledge, uh, that just kind of made uh, the decision for us right there. And uh, honestly, it was not a bad decision at all. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm extremely happy that we did it in the end because the amount of connections uh, that uh, both you and I uh, created there, I think, is going to be awesome. And just the whole community is definitely uh, something I want to pursue and, you know, give as much as possible to that community in order uh, in the long term, you know, uh, you will get it back uh, automatically because that's kind of how communities work, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um and so coming up to the event, uh, we got about, I don't know, there was probably nine, eight or nine or 10 or so friends of ours that decided to come along to the event as well. And um, there was kind of this buildup, you know, this excitement of, yeah, we're going to an island in Croatia. But I don't think any of us really knew the impact that would it would have. Kind of like, I don't know if the listeners have been to... 
um, any type of event, maybe like a Tony Robbins event or something similar where there's such a buzz that for the next week after, for the next, you know, the days after, you're just so excited and you still have all this passion because you gain all this knowledge. And I think all that, like those feelings and that excitement wears off on you and it kind of overrolls into your life um, afterwards. And it really changes, changes those mentalities. And, and yeah, you're right. He also put it so well because you feel like you jump down a tube in Mario Brothers in level two and come out in level 12 because you don't think the thoughts that you did two weeks ago. You know, you're thinking totally, you're thinking on a completely different level. And yeah. Yeah, no, so totally agree with you. I, there's one thing, though, that um, I've realized as well is like you always kind of have this after a really cool event that you're in this list, this high kind of time, right? Yeah. And I think it's really important, though, that we find a way for ourselves to keep to to, to hold on to that. Yeah. Uh, because it does fade away, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, question for you, actually. You are always the guy asking the questions, but <laughs> what are you kind of doing to to hold on to that? Like, what do you what techniques are you using for that? Um, I'm putting everything into action as quickly as possible, but also making 90 day goals post event so like uh, about 90 days out is the dcx lisbon events and dnx events right and so i actually kind of have a goal to to present um, the results that i've got from the stuff that i learned at baby bass bath water at dcx in in lisbon and also it's it's like um staying staying connected with the people that are there that which is absolutely huge the old saying so true five people you surround yourself with the most is the people you're going to become like right and so i signed up for i think i told you jesse elders um wealth mastery which was like 47 bucks and he had a call already and is having another call today after this call actually and then um then uh, listening to the podcast of the people who are there but also after the event i made sure that i connected with as many people at that that were on the island and i sent them a message a follow-up message just saying like hey so and so is great to meet you on the island you know if you ever need anything feel free to, free to reach out da, 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 da. and i've got uh, tons of messages back of people saying the same thing and it's important to like like um I guess you could say fertilize those relationships or nurture those. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a bad way to put it, but uh, nurture those relationships, right? Because three years down the road, you know, you may be on a podcast talking about another event that you guys went to and how life changing it was just like how you and I met three years ago when you showed up in Barcelona at, uh, at um, the DC Barcelona house, you know, and then, and then now we're, we've been to an island on Croatia that changed our lives and that sort of thing. So um, that's how that's what I've done. What about yourself? Yeah, I actually, uh, I, I'm not very good at following up with people. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a, a character flaw, I think. But yes, I did it this time as well. Like I kind of forced myself like, damn, I really need to keep in touch with these awesome people so uh, yeah, like we uh, kind of connected. We started looking out uh, all the friends uh, using the the event application, uh, searching all the names on uh, on Facebook and using Facebook's own power of their algorithm because like uh, they just kind of suggest those new people as well. 
and I just befriended all of them and exactly like you did uh, I sent them all a message like hey man it was so awesome meeting you it was a great event if there's anything I can help you out with like a second opinion on uh, your technical strategy or anything related to the stuff that I'm good at so I mentioned a few uh, items there uh, just hit me up uh, I'm, I'm always here for advice and you know we can uh, in the first specific connections uh, that I had on the island where uh, me and that particular person talked a little bit more uh, I made special messages of course and I'm like hey uh, let's talk or uh, let's have a call uh, later on uh, to see what we can do together exactly and of course uh, something I'm working on right now is just uh, a dump of all the notes and uh, making that more structured than what it is right now because I have, um, let me just count it right here. I actually have it open. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, yeah, eight different um, notes in my Evernote app uh, full of text, uh, all kind of randomized, obviously, because it's not super uh, <laughs> structured because you're making those notes on the fly while you're watching the presentations or even while, while you're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. So now I just need to like kind of make that into a structured document and then uh, make sure it's actually readable and understandable for Neil, uh, my business partner. So he has uh, something uh, he, yeah, he can use that as well. So he gets value from it as well. Um, let's take let's take the audience to the actual island. So Stephen and I landed in Split Croatia the day before just to kind of hang out and have fun. And um, I think like when we knew the, the moment that I personally knew this was going to be an amazing week was um, well we well first we met a bunch of people at a hotel and we took a shuttle an hour and a half to a town before we got a boat that took us to the island. That drive was great because we just got a good chat with Jesse Elder who was a presenter there, uh, Noah Lath who was a pre- presenter there, and. Um, who else was in that van with us? Is you, me, and then uh, a girl named Olga, and a couple other guys. And um, it was a good ride up. But when we landed and then got on the boat and then saw like 50 more people get on the boat and everybody was excited out of their, out of their minds, like that for me was like, oh, shit, this is going to be a freaking awesome event yeah definitely i think uh, we've said this once before with the dc events as well um i don't remember who said it but uh, he said uh, you know when it's a good event when more hugs are given than hands are shaken yeah. and this was one of those similar events and like i'm not a big fan of a lot of conferences where there's too much forced networking and stuff like that or too much pitching and stuff like that but that's why i always love the dc events because you know there's more hugs than actual handshakes and it's just way more friendly and when i first noticed that baby bathwater is the exact same kind of uh, atmosphere where more hugs are given than hands then they're like yeah this is the right place to be yeah, absolutely. And and uh, that is the meaning behind the name. Baby bathwater means don't throw uh, the baby out with the bathwater. Don't pitch while you're presenting or don't pitch while you're on the island. And the DC does that too. And that's one of their core values, which uh, for me, like the DC and baby bathwater seem very similar in, in many respects because it was just people being people, sharing business knowledge, not trying to get anything out of it, but just being authentic and, and having an amazing time. So then then we take this boat um, and we land on the island and, and we see this 
gorgeous island with this crystal blue water and there's a huge sailboat out there in this lagoon that we can swim in and all the uh, staff from baby bathwater are like running towards us and like screaming and there's music in the background from the dj and it i was like getting you know so excited i had goosebumps at that that moment and then we landed on the island and we checked in and um and everybody i think was on cloud nine at that point yeah it was a great great moment just to get our first drink for sure but even just how the the way how the staff kind of welcomed us was indeed uh i'm sure they gave out i'm not 100 i can't really remember the exact if that actually happened but uh like they were giving out hogs basically a well but they really cared and they took our baggages they actually brought it to the tents as well and just the whole check-in experience was really smooth and the drinks were unlimited and uh free for all the whole event as well so you know the first thing everybody did was just <laughs> head to the bar and have a had a nice quick drink and they even had like um the special sugarless uh, mojitos and stuff like that they were there was actually one of the um, one of the participants one of the the, the people there at the island uh, he runs a wine business and they create uh, wine without well i'm not sure if it's without sugar but a very low amount of sugar which uh, helps of course everybody who does keto diets and also helps you um, minimize, I wouldn't say completely uh, erase, <laughs> but minimize your, your hangovers the next day, which is really cool. Yeah, I think it's Dry, fi- dry Farm Wines out of Northern California, and a guy there was named David. I don't know his last name, but um, they uh, – what is the name of that wine? It's not it's, – it's organic, but it's more than organic where they uh, add – you know, nutrients into the wine to where the hangovers are almost um, minimal, if nothing at all. And um, yeah, there was a lot of people there that donated, I think, uh, time and goods uh, just out of just because they liked the events, you know, they liked being around that people. Plus, really, it's good marketing for them. And um, yeah, and so 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 then we we checked into our tents but we thought we were going to be staying in tents but they weren't tents they were bungalows they were like bungalows with refrigerators and and you know we had two different rooms really for for you and i and then we had a shower inside and an air conditioner inside it was the nicest nicest tent i'd ever seen for sure yeah that's definitely it was actually it's a funny story because you know uh we check in and uh, we didn't plan this out but uh we just like we checked in at the same time me and chris and uh, we found like oh we're sharing a tent as well like okay cool that's that's cool so yeah we start uh walking up uh, like it's a small hill there's not a big hill or anything and uh, like we see a bunch of tents like oh this should be it so these are like smaller tents but still nice tents so uh, we have a number of the tents yeah w11 if i remember correctly so we're walking up to the tents like yeah this is cool so we enter the tent like oh shit uh, our stuff's not here yet. oh no worries it should come here anytime soon right so we end open the tent but like hey there, there was supposed to be like linen like uh, the bed should have been made and i think they said something about uh, like a mini fridge as well yeah there's no mini fridge around here <laughs> So we were kind of confused at this moment. So like, well, well, it will be all right. No worries. So we just put our stuff down that we had, like the hand luggage. And we walked back down. Like, oh, yeah, maybe we should ask. Maybe just they forgot to, like, put uh, linen and sheets and everything in our tent. So let's just ask about it. Okay, sure. So we walked back. And then we actually find out, no, you're at the completely wrong side. These are the small tents. Now you have to go over the mountain 
And there you see the tents. So, okay, cool. So we walk up there. And then, indeed, we see those bungalow tents. Like the, I think they call it glamping, right? Or is that yeah, maybe even glamping, a, yeah. Yeah, sure. maybe even a step further up than that. Like this really luxurious tents. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, this is way better. <laughs> Yeah, it was nice. And then we, the, I think we went and, and did some swimming or I don't even remember what we did on our first day. I know we went to dinner and they had a happy hour there. Um, but fast forward, we had day one. Uh, the first speaker that I went to was Alex Brown, the founder of Dollar Beard Club. Uh, amazing presentation. And then I went to Ron Lynch, who is the guy that really kind of took, he took GoPro from 16 million to 300 million. And his presentation was a nominal, very philosophical, which I was really surprised and talking about like the real money, uh, the, the meaning of money. And most people think like money means freedom or money means, um, you know, escape or money means, um, something to them, whether it's emotional or spiritual or whatever, or physical or whatever it may be. And, and Ron's basic, basic premise was that money equals money. That's it. You create the, the meaning behind it. And how you feel about money is really how you feel about yourself because you take away the money, you still have the freedom, you still have um, the liberty, you still have that really in your life. You just think that it means something more than that, which is really, really kind of uh, eye-opening for me. What was, what was your favorite um, presentation, I, I would say, on day one? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I definitely do remember. Uh, like I started with uh, Ron's actually because I slept a little longer than you did. <laughs> uh, so that was my first presentation that I went to as well. And I think that was kind of um, like a good slap in the face almost. Like it was so different than what I'm used to. And like, oh, yeah, this is – and this is this is kind of a, a theme throughout the whole event. Uh, these guys, these higher-level entrepreneurs, they think on a different level and they – they don't really go uh, like, especially the, the the highest ones, the ones that are really really successful. I noticed that they keep it more on a mind level, on, yeah. on like a really higher level than going into the nitty gritty of how stuff needs to be done. And uh, yeah, it's just it's a really um, interesting view that I've never really uh, experienced before. And yeah, Ron was definitely very good. Uh, I think that was definitely my favorite for day one as well. What was your favorite out of all of them? It's uh, a good question. I think it was a, for me, it was a combination. So uh, actually it was, I'm choosing this one because um, it was super applicable for our business. Mm -hmm. And it started with Kat Howell. as uh, She did a presentation on uh, Facebook ads, uh, Facebook ad funnels with content marketing combined and actually uh, a strategy of how to um, quickly create uh, winning campaigns and testing the offer, testing uh, your persona, and testing your creative right. with, uh, like for under $400 spend, basically. So that was really powerful information. And then uh, the next day, yeah, that was the next day, I went to Jesse Elder's talk, uh, mm -hmm. which was amazing it was like it's it was both incredibly entertaining just the way how he tells a story was really amazing but then his messaging and what he actually thought like the six uh, types of messages um was a 
perfect combination with what um, Kat was telling the day earlier. So those two combined are 100% going to make a difference in our business. So that was basically my favorite content. What about yours? Um, I'll get to that, but I, I, I want to kind of mention a little bit more about Kat and Jesse um, because I think if we don't give uh, a bit of a background on who they are, then it's easy to say, oh, you know, a lot of people can do that with Facebook or, um, you know, with uh, philosophical ideas. But Kat has done over $10 million, I think, mainly through Facebook advertising and webinars and um, blown blew our minds when she started talking about the things that she's doing on Facebook. How I think for me it was like how effective and how simple her her kind of strategy was, and then Jesse um, he built I think around twelve martial arts schools throughout the United States, and then sold them, and then now he is a, a seven figure online coach and mentor, and does um, speeches and presentations all over the world, and Jesse is kind of talking to Jesse is kind of like sitting down with um, an ancient Native American dude. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in many ways, like you're, like you're talking, it felt like you were talking to an sh- ancient shaman or something like that. Again, extremely successful, and his presentation was not so much on tactics, although he gave some of those, but his presentation was more on the mentality around that. And it goes back to, you know, What's your thought process? Your thought process is going to be similar to the people that you surround yourself with. And if you don't constantly upgrade the people that you surround yourself with, your thought process and your thoughts and your reality is going to stay the same. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Jesse, just the way how he – like I think he has a hidden talent of reading energy. Yeah. I think that's what it's like. Even in, during his talk, he just moves around. I think he just sees holes in the in the energy. I know this kind of sounds woo-woo, <laughs> but it's actually true because I'm not that kind of person at all. But like he just moves around. Oh, I think he feels the energy here is a little bit low, so he moves a little bit to the right and starts talking there a little bit. And then he, he feels the energy is a little bit low down on the ground for the people that's sitting lower. And he just actually actually sits down like in a – what's that a position called in English? Uh, no. Like in cross legs, lotus position? Yeah, like just in a low position. Not completely sitting, but like Uh almost sitting down on the ground. And then he stands up again and he's like the way how he animates and the way how he tells a story is really, really awesome. It's it, it must have been impactful because I've never heard Stephen talk about energy that much in my life. And <laughs> <laughs> the Stephen that moved in with me three years ago would would slap the Stephen that's talking about energy as much as you are. <laughs> but but it makes sense, you know, in, in the way that Jesse does it, you're like, okay, this guy is you know, he's 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 feeling something to help engage the crowd in incredible ways that most people could never do. You know, and I don't know how he's figured out how to do that. Maybe it's natural, maybe it's through martial arts, maybe it's just through years of entrepreneurship, but he's really good at it for sure. Uh, so you asked me my favorite. So um, number one was uh, kind of a toss-up between Jesse and Trevor Chapman. Trevor Chapman now has a number one podcast on iTunes, and you can check out the Trevor Chapman show. His tips, 
I mean, blew the smoke out of my ears and everything that he said to do, I'm implementing right now, including this part of the podcast. And, um, Trevor is just a guy who's built multi-million dollar businesses and decided like, oh, I want to get into the podcast scene. Um, I think he got a million downloads in either 30 or 45 days on iTunes. And he um, basically went through the strategy, excuse me, the strategy of how he made that happen. Blew my freaking mind. And then, of course, Jesse with his, uh, the way that Jesse Elder, the way that he talks about wealth, but transforming your mindset around wealth and seeing goals too, seeing him from the top of the mountain coming down instead of um, goals that we have to climb up this mountain and, and, and strain and struggle towards in order to achieve. So uh, his thought process was like, let's just glide down the mountain towards our goals. We're already at the top instead of, instead of climbing and climbing and stressing and and working so hard to get to the top. And it kind of shifts my mentality too, because I do like my morning meditation and visualization. And, and now I don't think about like, oh, those goals are so much more above me. It's that those goals are down below and I'm just kind of gliding my way there and working my way towards it. Yeah, I totally love that analogy because I'm a huge snowboarding fan and that's basically what he used. Like, yeah, you're not in a hurry to get down there because the right now, your moment, you're snowboarding and shooting over that snow through the trees. The trees then kind of represent the different challenges. So you make sure you don't hit them. Just go around them. And like, I'm a very enthusiastic snowboarder. I, it, just last year, I was spending two months in, in, uh, in Switzerland and it's it's like... It's amazing like how that analogy worked for me as well. Like he was just kind of reading that again from the people or something. I don't know. But yeah, yeah that really was a good analogy. And uh, on Trevor as well, like really when I was sitting there, like his – like I had this almost Elon Musk feeling with this dude. Like yeah. the way how the speed <laughs> of implementation and everything he does. Like he's not just an online entrepreneur, but he just does everything and not just does it, but it does it successfully and then with incredible speed. And then how he basically deduced problem solving into a math <laughs> kind of problem and then gave us the, the formula for it. I was like, whoa, <laughs> it's like going over my hat right there. Like, Am I smart enough to even just sit here and listen to this? <laughs> really cool, yeah. And no, it kind of makes you it doesn't make you feel dumb, but it makes you feel like wow, how come I didn't know that? How come he makes it look so easy and mm-hmm. how can I apply this to my life ASAP so that we're pulling those the types of results that 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 they are, you know, and that's what's great about all these pre- presenters. All of them were very humble and all of them were very nice, but all of them felt like just like you and me hanging out, you know, like we could have had a lunch with them anywhere in the world, just like we normally do. It didn't feel like we were around. Nobody made made us feel like, you know, they were above us. They felt mm-hmm. like, hey, I, I, they're like, if anything, it was like, I, I understand exactly the path that you're on. Here's as much content Here's as much stuff that you can use to get where I am as soon as possible. You know what I mean? 
So yeah, so so true. Like that's what you see in a lot of other events, right? Like the the, the speakers then at other event they click together and yeah. they are basically unreachable. Maybe if you're lucky, you can get five minutes if you got like a VIP ticket. But here in this event, it was completely the opposite. Like everybody was just so nice and nobody made you feel uh, dumber than they are or lesser than they are, which was truly amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, truly amazing for sure. That, that that's what's cool about maybe bathwater is all the tickets are vip you buy you know there's not one that's you know more special than the other and it puts everybody on the same page and um and then we had of course the great vision lakiani the founder of mind valley and probably the most the largest personal development company in the world now and you and i sat down in in a presentation with about um him and maybe 15 20 people it was a small no, group. it was smaller even in the beginning especially i think yeah. it was like 10 people but later on uh, some other people joined as well yeah yeah i'd love to hear your take on his presentation well, I already knew that Vision was an amazing talker because uh, I had the honor of meeting him once before uh, at an event in Chicago, like, I don't know, four or five years ago. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, so, uh, like, I was um, in a mentorship program with uh, a guy named Steve Olsher, and uh, he put on an event called Internet Profits, like, written as a profit, not profits as in profit. Like that makes money sense. profit, not uh, spiritual profit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like it's written as a spiritual prophet, kind of the word. Okay. And uh, he actually, uh, Vision did a one and a half hour talk there. And because I was in his mentorship program, I got to meet him in person there as well. But that was like literally just like 10 minutes or something like that. This was may, way more intimate. And yeah, I love what he says. I love what he does. Uh, like I actually, I read his book um, earlier, like I don't know, half year ago or something like The Extraordinary Mind. And uh, we actually have implemented quite a few things. So um, he has something that he calls the blueprint of the soul, uh, which is uh, basically how fulfilled you are in life, experiences, growth, and community. Those are the three pillars of life in his vision. And um, there's like he created like kind of an exercise uh, for all of your employees to fill out where you kind of create a board. Like he actually does this in, in his office, uh, like an actual board. We made this digital because of uh, our whole team is, of course, uh, completely remote. And you kind of fill it out. Like what experiences do you want to have in your life? What kind of stuff uh, do you want to, to make yourself grow? What do you want to learn? And then the third one, what do you want to contribute to your community? And knowing those things, you can get to know your employees, uh, your co-workers on a deeper level. And as a business owner, you, owner, you can really use that to make people loyal. So if you know, uh, like, oh, yeah, I absolutely love cooking. I would love to uh, learn how to cook Thai, for example. Then without any uh, reason behind it, so it needs to be a surprise, you give them a, a cooking book, a Thai cooking book. And those kind of small gestures which you do to your employees and your coworkers, they go a long, long way of making them happy, which makes yeah. them more productive, that makes them more loyal. And it just makes everybody better at what they do, which is which is really really powerful. I think I agree. And and hearing Vision speak, especially so close to him, not in a big audience, it was like every other sentence he he said was like an aha moment. It was like, boom, he laid one on, and then there was another sentence, and boom, there's another aha moment, then another sentence, and and it was like that for an hour and a half. 
and you could really tell like he had so much passion and so much, um, I think wisdom or content to give to us that he could not stop talking. He was just <laughs> rattling on as fast as he could for an hour and a half, giving us every single bit of, um, that knowledge about building teams and, and building a company that's like mine Valley to us. And it was phenomenal. And what I really, it, what I really liked is, you know, they have, I think they have 150 employees or so. And the way that he brings people on, but also the expectation he has for his employees, uh, it's a high bar. And if you don't meet that bar, then they're going to, they're going to let you go and find somebody that will. And they're specifically on target for, uh, exactly being the best company in the world in their niche and that they're going to bring the people on that's going to help them get to become the best but also they create this environment that is the best company to work for like the people that work for them then when they leave they become promoters of working for mind valley because they had such a good experience and he does he works really hard to make sure that he helps people that work inside of his company achieve their dreams even if it means starting their own business and leaving mind valley uh, down the road and he doesn't mind about that because he knows it's going to just spread more goodwill and more good thoughts about the company which it has is because and and employees that have worked for him have um, written books best-selling books employees that have worked for him have had ted talks have started their own business in fact there were two girls on the island that used to work at mine valley and they started what's the name of their their business steven something 27 or 47 not Tribe Forty Seven, Tribe Forty Seven, Yeah, those are those two girls are power girls. So smart as yeah. well, and yeah, really cool business. Uh, definitely hoping uh, that I can uh, work with them because we, of course, are in funnel builder, and they, those guys, are the experts, the formal experts, maybe even in the world of uh, how to build modern uh, funnels uh, for big uh, customers and yeah. clients. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but that's that's. I mean. Mic drop. That was an amazing experience. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was. It definitely was. It, it was funny, right? Like he just basically asked us in the beginning, "Okay, guys, what do you really want out of this uh, session?" And he just has so much stuff to share. So he just picked uh, what the, the audience kind of said. Oh yeah, I want to know a little bit about uh, how to retain uh, your um, your employees, or how to in increase loyalty, or how to increase uh, them taking their own responsibility of tasks and stuff like that. And he was like, okay, cool, yeah, yeah, I can uh, I can talk about that. I can talk about that. Well, that falls a little bit of outside. That's, that would be another talk. And he just skips through uh, the other parts. Like he had so much content in his presentation. He just still had to skip over. Uh, yeah. Like I think he, he could easily do like a four hour presentation. No, no problem. problem. He could do an eight hour one, I imagine. <laughs> That'd be epic. What were some of the other highlights on the island besides uh, the presenters for you? Um, just the general conversations. Oh, and the the 3 a.m. pizzas. <laughs> so they had pizza and hamburgers all night long, pretty much for us that we could just go and order and two little stands, one for the pizzas, one for hamburgers, which is great, you know, because if we were having some drinks or having a chit chat late at night, we could just go get some pizza, you know. Most of the food was healthy, except probably the pizza and the hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Very true. Like one thing that also just really struck me is that uh 
the on and off mode of these people. <laughs> yeah. So the off mode was really off. Like they know how to have fun, talk, bullshit, laugh, and and they really like their off time. But then if you uh, start like something serious or ask a serious question, like in one minute, it's like, bam, they're yeah. on their own mode and they talk serious to you. And then like their their smartness, the way how I talk about whatever they really know, their passion just oozes out of that. And then it's like completely, I, I think it's a mental limitation of me seeing that as opposites. Yeah. Because they shouldn't be opposites. Like, I think that the on-off is kind of like, you know, that's a, a natural opposite kind of statement there in English. But like, they're, those kind of sides need to be going hand in hand, like your passion and you're having fun. I think um, Richard Branson is a really great example from that. Like I, I love reading his autobiography on that as well. And I, I, I see a lot of that uh, back in those people there on the island as well. Yeah, I wonder what makes them like that. Because I actually feel that you and I are similar in that respect. But I wonder, wonder what makes us like that. Do you have any idea? I think it's... A part of education, part of society, that those two things cannot go together. I think it's just a failure of society or failure of education. I'm not sure where it started, but like, oh, yeah, you cannot have fun and be passionate and run an awesome <laughs> business at the same time. Those are separate things. You, you cannot have those at the same exact time, which is complete bullshit. And as Fission would say, it's a rule. It's a bullshit rule. It's something that society or uh, culture has taught you over the years, but it's just not true. It's actually, it turns out to be a limiting belief. Yeah, it's it's the old adage that you have to work out of need and not work out of passion and, and desire and that which you really enjoy and that you really love. Yeah, so true. What else? Anything else you want to add about the island? Um, no, I think that's all for now. <laughs> I, I still I, need to really do a, a deep dive dump on, on all my notes, but yeah. <laughs> I'm still, you know, I went through my notes uh, once the Monday after. We finished on Sunday, so I did Monday when we were in Croatia. And then I went through again on Tuesday, and I did not on Wednesday um, but I've buzzed through them on Thursday and I'm implementing them. But I'm going to have to go through the notes again probably this weekend. And also I haven't even touched my notes on my phone. So I have a journal, uh, some journal notes and then notes on my phone that i got to follow up with. And I, I seriously doubt that anybody that was on that island would not be the first to like put down their money and say, I'm coming back next year without any hesitancy would you agree yeah definitely i'm definitely going back and next year i also make sure to bring uh, neil to there as well like he was asking me uh not to just make notes and structureize the notes that i've taken but he actually asked me to write down the story of the experience mm. so he could actually kind of relive it through that and which this podcast is actually really perfect for so i don't <laughs> need to write it down i'm just gonna give him this podcast like hey listen to this uh, but yeah, like he needs to be there next year for sure. I know our, our dinner we had Tuesday night, there was still a few of us left in split and in split Croatia. And, um, we went and had the, the best chicken that is in Croatia, of course. And, um, 
None of us could shut up about the week, the the previous week that we had just lived. There was eight of us, I think, seven of us, and we just even even at dinner two days later, the the energy and passion at the table was just so high and so intense, and all of us like we could just look in each other's eyes and know that and know that our minds were blown in the past seven days. That we 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 were just so excited and so present in that moment. Like it was it was a really really cool experience for me for sure yeah i wonder how it felt like there was one friend adam who was there as well and he wasn't on the island uh, he was just by coincidence he wasn't split as well yeah. and uh, like we were just kept on talking about it and reminiscing and uh, uh sharing our experience i kind of wonder how it would uh, would have felt for him sitting there on the table <laughs> listening to all of that <laughs> actually we should ask him about that but i also we noticed should. there was other people in the restaurant and they just kept looking at us you know, like we had so much energy at the, at that dinner that people in the the restaurant were like, "What is? What are those people on?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was an amazing experience for anybody that wants to check it out. Just go to babybathwater dot com. Put the links in the show notes. If you want to check out more about Stephen, you can go to kivo dot com, and we'll we'll link you up in the show notes. But I think we'll wrap it up there. Any any final words? Uh, yeah, uh, I think. One thing to note always is like, yes, we all live in a digital world. We all run digital businesses, but don't forget about the human connection. It gives you so much value uh, going to these types of events. Uh, there's really no real way to put uh, a price tag on that. Uh, on that same note, uh, like even Chris's own event uh, has changed. Like I think the things that have changed my life the most in, in any way, like personal way and business ways, are uh, the DC, the Dynamite Circle uh, community, uh, the Entrepreneur House, now uh, Get Shit Done uh, from Chris. Uh, he organizes this. And uh, I think the Baby Bathwater community uh, is going to be uh, a, n- a big newcomer uh, and definitely want to get connected and stay connected because I think that community uh, is going to be the next level up, basically. Absolutely. And, and thanks for the kind words, buddy. We're going to put a wrap on it. And listeners, if you need anything, just let us know. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners. Thanks again for joining the show. We wanted to remind you about our Get Shit Done one-on-one productivity coaching that we recently just launched. What we do is work with you to create big business goals that are absolutely game changers. We make a plan together and put you in our productivity hacking system that helps you stay on target. Each week you get a call with yours truly about what steps to take for the following week. Some say it's like a year of productivity in just three months. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com forward slash coaching. Thebusinessmethod.com forward slash coaching.